0: 10 points, to seven points, to four points. Now it's gonna be one point. How is it done <laughs> if the gap keeps closing? The question on the table is, would you get knocked out by Anthony Joshua if you were guaranteed two million? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. <laughs> i i'm struggling to see if i want to get knocked out and become a meme just because $2 million. Like, oh, cool. oh, give me a break me as long as
1: i don't get any brain damage no long-term brain damage no long-term injuries money go go out of that kidney as long as i check that thing is straight in my check in my bank account it's fully verified smart <laughs> <laughs> so i might yeah? clean off my tax free fucking tax free yeah tax-free oh yeah that's a tax-free open oh, yeah tax-free. Smart tax-free. Me. Tax-free. Listen, I, I want every camera that meme the hell out of me man I don't care <laughs> just to remind you that he is Nigerian so don't get it he easy. is
2: every now and again he does something like man you are very Nigerian
0: let me go over, scroll up in this whatsapp group I still can't believe the queen is 91 yeah, that's what you have to when you're you know <laughs> <laughs> Carl, be
1: very careful. People are listening in. Be very careful.
0: What what do you, you guys think like no, let's let, let's just leave it alone. Leave it alone. So my
2: my mother says oh, God, uh, <laughs> she says for no for like dining table purposes, basically to keep the peace during big dinners. Everyone is allowed one conspiracy theory that you can't call them out on. Hmm. So everyone's allowed one, like it's well known if someone so brings up their their conspiracy theory at the dinner table, that's fine. Hmm. They can bring it up. So, my one is aliens are
0: real. That's um, not a conspiracy theory because we are aliens, isn't it? Oh,
2: ah, very, very deep. So, yeah, my one is aliens are real. My mom's one is Princess Diana was murdered.
0: Um, <laughs> Jesus, that's an uptake.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but was, for me, I
1: don't think that's a. Those two things aren't conspiracies. For me, I think that for me, aliens have to be real because if not, we're screwed. And Princess Diana was murdered. That's a fact. So. You know That's one. fine,
2: but you, you're allowed. You're only allowed one at the dinner table to say, "No, nope, this is my one." You can challenge me on the other ones, but this is the one that you cannot challenge me on. So everyone knows if we're at dinner, I'm saying, "But aliens are real." No one can bring me up on it. But if I come out later and say, "Oh, I think the election was rigged," then people are allowed to challenge me.
1: So you have to pick your conspiracy theory what and wisely.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: you're only allowed one one freebie.
0: I like that rule. You know what? Mm-hmm. Princess Diana died on my birthday when I was like oh, six, or six or seven. And in order like, to record the funeral, my dad, we we had VHSs, and my dad was like, I'm, we're going to record the history. So he took my Babar tape and recorded the funeral over it. I was so <laughs> mad, dude. <laughs> I was like, not Babar. Like, Babar was like one of my favorite cartoons. It was like the elephants and shit. And this recorded <laughs> Princess
1: Diana funeral
2: over
1: it. I was so bad. That's <laughs> that's that's so messed up on so different, many different levels that I don't even know how to comment. So,
2: what well, have you? Uh, have you read I, the I, piece I of the Guardian to... about what happens when the Queen dies? No, it's called Operation on the Bridge, and it basically talks about the many laws that are in place for when the Queen eventually departs and what will happen to the economy as well. So. Famously, this because a lot of this, the last time a lot of this got tested out was when Diana passed. So I call into British. No, you're not allowed to show comedy on television once a royal member of the royal family dies. No, no comedy, no comedy, because you're meant I'm to be of- mourning. You're meant to be. You're meant to be mourning. You're meant to be quite serious. So I'm a. i am remember on the day of Diana's funeral, I was almost like six years old. I remember being really annoyed that the only thing to watch on television was either Diana's funeral or the news reporting Diana's funeral. There was nothing for a six year old to enjoy. It was just like boring death. <laughs>
0: yeah. And yeah, so, if, if, so if you were six out of seven then that day. Like
1: when, when, when I had it on the radio, I was in the car in a tunnel when we had the news. Crazy. In yeah, like a that... tunnel in a car in, and also in Switzerland. Were you in Switzerland? Yep. In Geneva. So okay. not even that far. So I was in a car in Geneva in a tunnel when it came on the radio. Crazy. That's cool. Why were you in Switzerland? I lived in Switzerland for, for two years, man. J'habite oh, à Genève. I, je, je suis à l'école I live in Switzerland for like a month. No, great country. If you're rich, I recommend
2: only yeah. if you're rich. If you're rich, great place to live. <laughs> yeah, it's a great country if you're rich. It's a terrible golden cage if you're not. Yep. Hold oh, no, on, that's just horrible.
0: <laughs> but anyway. This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. I am Daniel look, I'm half hope hope hope.
1: Actually, wait a minute. Sorry, I'm double H because if I was double double H that means I'll be like a lot Basically, I'm double
0: H. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: uh, I'm Carl Anker.
0: Yeah, we do this every Tuesday. Um, if you don't already, you can follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics. Make sure you follow the SoundCloud page or on Facebook or on Instagram, kinda. Um We're we just gonna jump straight into football. Do, do we have any other topics we want to hit? Any more conspiracies? Like, are there any good football conspiracies? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the, the only other good football yeah, conspiracy 20, I can 10, think yeah. of is Spindled
1: during during their um, dom- dominance from two thousand and eight to twenty twelve.
0: Also, Barcelona two thousand nine Champions League. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's a, that's a good conspiracy. We need we need to watch that game. <laughs> <laughs> two sure. two two great goals. Oh, because it would just be – my rage would just be fun, I think. Uh, so yeah, we could do football conspiracies, but anyway. You guys want to – you know what? I was going to start with Chelsea Everton, but I think I want to start with Manchester now. What's going on? Like it, it seems like every team is giving Arsenal an opportunity <laughs> to make the top. It feels like a conspiracy in itself that United, Manchester City, they're all dropping points, and all Arsenal has to do is win, and eventually they'll make top four. Um, but Arsenal's really are a, pretty f top. I, it's going to be
1: very difficult, it's going to be very complicated. Like, they literally have to produce a, a, a miracle to win those games they have remaining. But City drawing it's especially, I wasn't surprised that United drew against Swans because United are obsessed with the drawing at all. Trafford they would they would draw with Elche. Whole City have won more games at home than than United have at home. Like,
0: how many That's draws something. have you guys had this season?
2: Something double dipped, maybe 11. It felt well. I think that's too much. But it feels like a lot. I mean, our unbeaten run has continued. Hooray!
0: <laughs> how many games uh, unbeaten? Twenty-six. Yeah, something ridiculous. And how many space? are you guys still in sixth or is it fifth now? We're up to fifth now, thanks to Tom
1: Watson. Look, my am hes doing his best, man. He's doing his best. So,
0: did did you what see he's the thing? Not. <laughs> 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 I was just about to say, like, did you see the thing where he was like, "We're being punished for our success." <laughs> and 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 because of the match accumulation, playing nine matches in April is impossible, or like it's unhuman. And I might have to play the. I might I might bring Nikki Butts under twenty three team to play Crystal Palace. <laughs> and, and 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 he was like, I hope Crystal Palace don't need the points. It would be really bad if we kind of disrespected the game and played kids. Oh no 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 no! Like, imagine if you had Swansea or Hall and it's
1: got down to to, to the last day and. United played the under-23 team against Crystal Palace. If you were your whole you'd be pissed off and you would actually con- complain say, hey, wait a minute. This is unfair because a full-man United team would beat Crystal Palace. An under-23 United team, that's then a whole different proposition. And so,
2: that is very unfair. Like, one, this has happened before. So, uh, I believe it was after maybe the 2012 season? Maybe, no, 2011, I believe, where after we'd already won the league and... Alex Ferguson played. He basically played Darren Gibson. And when he used to play Darren Gibson in centre midfield, that's when you knew, oh, we're just gonna, we're just having a laugh today against Hull. Um, the argument was that Hull, in doing so, Hull had a better chance of staying up. Luckily, United won one 0 thanks to Darren Gibson's goal. But uh, it, it it has been a thing. Of, um, I mean, it's more a thing now because it's not Ferguson with his just like intense persona doing it. But there have been two or three times when Man United have played youngsters in games against opposition where possibly he could have played better teams. I think maybe it was po- no, it was uh, Ian Holloway when he was at Crystal Palace, I believe, or maybe it was Blackpool, who for a game against one of the top six clubs played his reserve side and was then fined because his his argument was, "I'm playing my reserve side against the top six team because we're not going to win anyway." But because I want to save my, I want to save the team for the bigger game later on in the week, mm. uh, the relegation six pointer. And he was fine, I think, a hundred thousand, because FA, if I remember correctly, FA rules state you have to play a game to the best of your ability. Um, and fielding a weak inside is obviously in violation of that. If I know that I'm playing a tough team, I just, if
1: I'm playing, I'm playing like a tough team in a few weeks, I just play like players from like the bloody third, fourth team, and go through with it, and like. I think that's unfair to get fine but because, again, the whole point of being a manager is you're managing situations. So you're like, OK, top six team, we're probably not going to win. Let me get my players in their best possible peak condition to try and win a game that I know they can win later on. So let me just skip this game and play another game. So come on, you can't find a manager. A manager has to manage his situation based on the quality of his team and his squad.
2: Oh, no, no, I I disagree. A manager's job is to make a team, is to put a team in the best position it is to win games. Always. Mm, It's about the season. It's about how well you do. It's about
1: the end of the season. How high can you finish at the end of the season? It's not about game to game. It's about, at the beginning, the chairman tells you, your aim is to avoid relegation. We want to come top seven. And your job as a manager is, how can I do what I need to do to make sure that we end short seven? If I mean, I mean, let me focus on these particular games, which I know we can win with a fresh team to avoid injuries in particular games, then I do that because all that matters is, what can I do I achieve my goals set by my chairman
2: by the end of the season? There's the very obvious point here about that football, especially English football, is so chaotic in its very nature. You never know what you might get by playing a full strength side. I, don't, I think the bookies probably won quite a lot of money. On Sunday, because I don't think many people predicted Swansea to get a point against Manchester United. Mm. Whereas, you know, I couldn't you know, if there, there could have reasonably, a, be, reasonably, have been a scenario where Paul Clement, Swansea manager, went, "Actually, it's United. It's a home. It's not really worth it." I might just swap the youngsters, and then save myself for another day. Whereas, no, he went, "I'm going to go for it and see what I can get," and came away with a point. If anything, Swansea outplayed Manchester United, and Manchester United were lucky to get a draw because once again, United. Have Urgid, slow, ponderous. Mourinho makes the excuse that always oh, he's played a lot of games, but according to statistics, as revealed in Football 365 and on ESPN, this is the 15th season in the last 20 years where United have had to play nine games in one month. Many big sides do this. Liverpool played a similar like huge fixture list. And Klopp to you know, Klopp went this is killer, but he said he didn't use it as an excuse, he just went, Yeah, you know, it's the fixture list i quite like a winter break, but you've got to go on with it because we have aspirations here. I'm going to have a little dig at Mourinho here. If Mourinho's talking about we're being punished for our success, which is the basic argument that because we're in the Europa League now, because we're in a deep run in the Europa League, we've got too many matches. So that, I bring the question, why did you sell three first-team players in January if you knew you were going to make a deep run in the Europa League? Why would you... Why would you get rid of, why would you sell Memphis to Pi in January if you knew you had the Europa League and bigger players? Why would you not, why are you not playing the youngsters? Why is it that when you are struggling for centre backs, why are you not giving Mensah a game? Why is it that Azubi again did not play when, but you played Dami in position as a centre back? Why, like, Reno's constant us against MCs mentality, I've got my men and I haven't got my men, has led to this defensive crisis where he's not got enough players because he's not a great man manager when all is said and done and Mourinho eventually retires after failing to take Portugal to the World Cup when when he retires I think a lot of people realize he will never he was never
0: the same after Real Madrid being a kind of Chelsea fan you could tell that when he first got to Chelsea in 2004 he had this kind of mm. he managed with the smile you know and yeah. then, after Real Madrid and the kind of political nonsense mo- maneuvering that went on, that kind of got him kind of out of the paint in a way. It turned him so cynical that that even in moments where he should have been happy at Chelsea, it seemed like he just he just he never got over it. Dude. And it kind of and and I think over time that kind of mentality led him to his eventual downfall at Chelsea, where the dressing room was just like this guy's full of it. <laughs> like we can't play for him. And I I never got the sense in his first term that when he left, it was never a sense of they're not playing for Jose. Yeah. You know, that was just a confluence of just ownership drama, really. Shevchenko played a a part in that. Yeah, he's just he seems more cynical. And that's that's not really a good thing for a dressing room. That's like the players are never going to get older, if that makes sense like mm. cuz he's always going to have to deal with players from a certain within a certain age group and 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 it felt like the ones before were a bit like the the generation before were a bit more accepting of managers like that whereas this one yes. isn't yeah. like the, the kind of gener- generational change where like players like John Terry had to like clean players boots and like that like young players now aren't being asked to do that
2: well, because raffles on more money we can Lineker ever was in his career. I mean, Linnaker oh, yeah. playing for Barcelona and was a was one of the most feared strikers in Europe for a time. But it's also the fact that Marino's like like methods never changed. Like he's had the same coaching staff around him since four years. He still had Rui Fara, um, which is which is odd because managers that spend a lot of time at one club frequently change their assistants. So this is one thing that made one thing that Ferguson was was. Uh, Uh, Overlooked, I think, when people credit Ferguson. By the end of it, Ferguson didn't do that much. He was more, he delegated loads. Um, So Ferguson broke on the scene, he had one assistant, then he's like, right, I need to learn how to crack crack, 4 3 3 and play well in the Champions League. Brings on Carlos Carreras. Carlos Carreras helps, like, shows him to, you know, be more streetwise in Europe. Then he goes, I need to basically figure out how I'm going to win my final couple of titles. So I need to focus on the Premier League. So it brings Mike feeling on to take on to take to get, take care of a lot of things. Um, Ferguson himself openly admitted that like, he didn't quite understand the next generation of when you know players moved from wearing primarily black boots to wearing primarily coloured boots. Mm. And then you know it took his assistants to, to say to tell him that younger players view it as a form of self-expression rather than showboating. Um, whereas Mourinho has had really far by his side since Porto. He's had the same defensive stuff. He's still playing very similar football or like his game plan. He's like go-to game plan. is still the go-to game plan he had when he was at Porto or the same go-to game plan he had for big games when he was at Real Madrid, which is the low block, which doesn't work. It doesn't work every time. Like there, there is no tactic in football which will work to the success rate that Mourinho wants you to believe his success rates work. Um, and very often he's got this thing with Mourinho, where he's like, "Yeah, I had to play defensively in a big game because if we didn't, we get hammered." Which is very not much, not the case. I thought it's very much how he feels post five-nil Barcelona Real Madrid. Mourinho used to for big games used to go, "I'm going to like overwhelm you with how good my team is." But after the five-nil against Barcelona Real Madrid, he's very much gone within himself. And uh, it's,
1: did he? I mean, did, yeah, he, did he really yeah. do that in Atletico Milan, overwhelming teams?
2: Uh, but I'm trying to say Mourinho has become a lot more conservative and defensive since in big games since that 5 0 drubbing, since that since that series of El Clásicos in a row where he basically couldn't land a blow on that Barcelona side. I, I, like I think if you read, I think Sid fear Fearing Loathing in La Liga, and there was a really interesting segment on Mourinho's approach to big games that was revealed by Sergio Ramos, which is the uh, the cult of the low block. So a low block is when you, you basically two banks of four make yourself really hard to break down because as was explained is Mourinho figured out in big games, the team that makes the least mistakes tends to not lose. So if he plays a defensive style of football, his team is less likely to make mistakes. If you don't try, you can't fail. So that's why you've got this weird sort of caged, weird state of football they play in the Manchester Derby, which, you know, I cheered when we got away with the draw, but in hindsight, like I was very happy that we got a nil nil draw, and I, like the most I cheered for Man United this season was when Gabriel Jesus' goal got ruled off offside.
0: Is that your kind of? You are used to a particular brand of football, and now yes. Mourinho and, and Mourinho is trying something different. And you like do the players he has at his disposal are they capable of playing the football you want to see and win games? Of Of course, you can I, say I, I, go was, go out there and play.
2: So, uh, do you read StatsBomb? StatsBomb is done by Ted Nutson. He's one of the preeminent uh, data stats journalists in football. Um, he does the football uh, football radars that you might see on the internet. And he wrote a very good piece, which is basically said how much has Jose Mourinho improved Manchester United. And he said, if you look at the underlying numbers, Mourinho has made has improved Manchester United based on how what they were in comparison. Last season, which was a very poorly managed side, Vanguard Manchester United were in an anomaly where we barely took any shots. We were kind of okay defensively, but we played very bizarre defensive style of football, and we didn't take that many shots. I think we took the same amount of shots as teams that were in relegation battles. So we take a we take quite a bit amount of shots. Our the shots we do take are quite poor often. We're relying a lot of long shots. We're relying a lot of uh, individual magic from strikers. If you looked at the Swansea game, the only one that really seemed to be doing anything was Martial cutting inside. Mm. But there's only so many times where Martial cutting inside is going to result in a goal. But, like, yeah, those Martial and Rashford would be great playing off this was that line of if they were properly coached. Just like Martial, Rashford and Lingard would be great up front by themselves if they were properly coached. But they're not being properly coached right now. Which is the frustrating thing. Because what we've got is... A manager who is ostracizing some players while playing some players past, you know, to dangerous levels. Like Bayi, you can, what's going on at Man United now is Marino's made two or three comments about how he needs Jones and Smalling to be brave because he can't keep playing Bayi in this situation. Because Bayi's been played nine games this month. If I was Smalling or Jones, I'd be brave and I'd take the painkilling injection because I know it's unfair for one player to play nine games this month. Because you're basically asking for an injury. Which is like half true. One, you should like... Bai should not be playing nine games a season. That is true. But that's kind of Mourinho's fault. You should not have to keep picking Bai. You should have betted in for Cumanza. You should have betted in Kazabe You should have betted in someone else. Or given a different option. Or rotated.
0: Isn't that kind of a contradiction of what you said though? In that his job is to win games. And if he feels like Bai is the best answer to win games in defense then how can he justify playing, is it Axel Twanzabe? How, 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 yeah, can, yeah. How, how can he justify that?
2: Well, I suppose to to contradict myself further and bring half hopes thing, it's a season-long thing, not just game to game. <laughs> <laughs> We're all learning off each other today.
0: You know, because like, if Marino's mandate is win the game ahead, then if you have a choice between probably an 18-year-old or 19-year-old center back and arguably the best center back in the league this season and by. You could obviously argue one of the Tottenham two, or one of the Chelsea two, not including Cahill, obviously. Then you play that guy, but possibly. But also,
2: I possibly. Um, there is a very obvious counterpoint here that is that Bayes only played forty-five professional football games, and half of them have been on the Jose now. Like, Bayes only good because Jose has been like playing him over and over and over and over and over again. There's a good argument to make. Is that like Axel could have got to this point if Jose had played him over and over and over and over again. But it's true. It's, it's, it's also like much. And uh, Jose does like, have a
0: magic touch with center back. So I feel like he could play a young one and it would work.
2: Yeah. Because you, you'd expect, i expect better from Mourinho is basically my end
0: point. here. Like I think, look,
1: man, I mean, Kyle is right to an extent of the fact that you are a manager. You have to manage these situations. Yes. Nine games a month is too much. It is a lot. But at the same time, you're a manager and you're very well, well paid. I didn't tell you to spend $89 million on Paul Pogba because again, Paul Pogba is not the finished article. And Mourinho, you're, you're, you're the greatest, you're a goat, but you only are able to manage finished articles. You're not a Guardiola or a Wenger who can actually improve young players. So that $89 million should have been spread alongside five players, another defender, another midfielder, maybe another winger. So you go into a season with a squad. So when injuries come, suspensions come, there are
0: people that can
1: come and take their place.
0: To Carl's point, he had Feinsteiger. He didn't have to sell him or let him go. He had pie, He didn't have to let him go. Didn't, he, didn't they let go of Johnny Evans? Yeah. Didn't oh, have goodness. to let him go. Johnny Evans, oh man. Like, and so he's an been hard. great at West seen. Brom under yeah. a very similar manager in that pragmatic defensive low block. Basically, Jose Mourinho is Tony an Kulis. That We're looks wrong. better. You know what I'm saying that has hair yeah. with a tan. Yeah, and I, I, I'm also they're no? they're actually very good friends. They're actually very good friends. Yeah. So like th- the that fact that Johnny Evans is really well in the would lead me to believe under Jose Mourinho he would be having a similar time. And but but then, but then again, can you can you legislate for Rojo, Smalling, Jones, Ibrahimovic, Pogba, by, Fellaini suspension, by now, Like how can you legislate for all these injuries? It's unlucky,
2: and it's unlucky. But also, he brought it on himself from what he's been doing.
0: His injury record at Chelsea was never this bad. It was a mystery so, how Chelsea would go through these seasons and have like the least amount of muscle injuries, least amount of AC, like all that kind of stuff. Like Chelsea normally had a because we would always compare ourselves to Arsenal. You guys get injured mm. a, a player out for five weeks like every game, and Chelsea just have the same starting eleven under Mourinho, and it works. Well, um, that's
2: for two reasons. One. Chelsea, during Mourinho's first spell, were the fit side in the league. Undoubtedly, they ran more than anyone else. Mourinho was one of the very first uh, managers to bring in a... Uh, uh, a I fitness coach? Uh, I was, I'm going to say bloodspinning. He brought, he brought in bloodspinning. <laughs> advanced he, science, you know, Carl. Did you say advanced, advanced science. science? Advanced science. He was working with AVB. AVB also brought bloodspinning to Tom Potspur. Advanced science. Advanced science. So Tottenham Hotspur have advanced science. If you're wondering why Harry Kane can recover from an (laughs) injury so quickly. But on Mourinho's second spell at Chelsea, they won. They were nowhere near. Their fitness levels were nowhere near as high as they what they used to be. Players were noticeably overweight during that second spell of Chelsea, which again is more fuel for my theory that the Real Madrid spell
0: broken. His his second season, they weren't underweight. It would or overweight. It was only after they won the league and Chelsea had to go on some post season tour of Asia. So, so then Mourinho had to give, or he didn't have to give, but he allowed his players an extra two weeks off because of that post season tour. So then they came into preseason, which was a rush preseason in America, um, and they were all kind of on that championship hangover,
2: um, right.
0: and that bled into the first. Three months of the season, and then he so wasn't the able game. to dig himself out of the hole, and he eventually got sacked. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of time on, on this. We yeah, have, yeah. I, I kind of wanted to get into kind of Sigurdsson playing Herrera. Um, oh
2: my goodness,
0: that was superb. <laughs> I saw the tweet on Twitter where they said uh, Sigurdsson put Herrera in checkmate, and that was yeah. exactly what he did. And you know what? I think Herrera going to the post gave Sigurdsson. Not, not that he needs it, because he's obviously like one of the best dead ball specialists in the Premier League. But it gave him a point of reference oh. of, 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 of how hard he needed to hit it, potentially. Because there's a, there's an actual human there instead of space. And then he runs that's... forward and runs back. So it's easier maybe to gauge it. But I, I suppose De Gea can give you that. But I don't know. I felt that that's was kind of interesting. A good, that's a good point.
2: That is a good point. He
0: just, he just kicked it exactly where he was. And I'm sure it's yeah. easier to hit a man than it is like, okay, I can hit him. Rather than just kind of hitting it into space, but um... it was
2: really clever. It was really clever. her was on the line. Then Sigurdsson pushed up, Lorente because he said, "Lorente, if you look, if you like, her is playing you on side, so Lorente has gone forward. Herrera realizes he's played, um, Lorente on side, so he's come off his line, and Sigurdsson's gone. Oh, sweet, space, (laughs) bang! It was lovely. It was lovely. It was a really great goal, and. Um I'm really interested to see where Sixland ends up playing. So I was, was just going
0: to say, like, do we think he's too good for... Of course, he's too good for Swans, but where does he he's, end up? Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe
2: maybe,
1: Everton, man. Maybe Everton.
2: Yeah, Everton is the one he's being linked to the most. I like to admit Everton. I might, you know, I, th- I think he'd be quite nice at Newcastle. I mean, right, Newcastle you could
0: nah, nah I don't want to give him Newcastle. Like, <laughs> another relegation battle for you, Guilty.
2: <laughs> like, but it's a relegation battle with Raf Benitez. Yeah, I'll take that. Playing for Newcastle, where if you play well, you're uh, you go down as a folk hero.
0: It's not yeah. a bad life. So uh North London derby, we'll, we'll go up here. Double H, you had a a, a feisty. What would you call it? A post-match analysis on the YouTube channel that I watched. Are you still confident Arsenal can get top four after this? You can't be.
1: Look, as pathetic as those, <laughs> sir, they, wow. they will. They will still, no, they they will still get top four, but I mean. That second half how of the can, performance where, was. How
0: can, how can you say that? How this? can you
2: say that?
1: <laughs> wait, 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 how, wait. How can I say what?
2: Arsenal but can Arsenal get top, top four. There's at least five teams in the league better than Arsenal right now. At yeah, least it's gonna happen.
1: How? No, 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 no. Because I
2: mean, they, how can they just you say have to win I'll all of their games. So regular like birthright belief.
1: No, no. Basically, like literally, they have to win all of their games. That's trusted.
0: They have to win like all they the they games and win. other teams have to drop points. They they had to win the North London derby, and yeah, they, and really? in the second half they looked like Tottenham looked like the team who needed to win to get top four. Yeah, like yeah. but but, check, stopped, but they also Tottenham was, was like the team who had to win in order to potentially win a title. So there's that. It's gonna take a miracle. Like
1: there's no footballing reason as to why they'll get top four. Hence why it's to be like divine intervention somehow. That's we all I can been been give you. you because that's th- those losers I saw. Against Portland, like I don't know how those guys are going to win any game for the rest of the season, hence why divine intervention.
2: So, you um, believe okay. Arsenal gets some four because of divine intervention? Yep, <laughs> fair, enough.
0: fair they, enough. They have well, five games left, and if I look at their schedule, they, they play Man United at home, so that's maybe a draw. <laughs> um, Southampton, Arsenal away, that, that's a win, Stoke City away win. Sunderland at home, win. And then the last game is they host Everton. That's a dicey one. So probably a draw. So at most, they get 10 points, we'll say. Uh, Which would put them at 70 points. United are on 65. Uh, Liverpool they'll be on 69 once they win this game. And City have 66. So There's no way. Uh, they, they they would have to run the table and then these teams would have to lose two of their last five or two of their last four. Like three, two two of the three teams would have to like lose two of their last four games. It's a straight fight between City, Liverpool and Arsenal. Yeah. So United have five more points than Arsenal, but Arsenal have a chance Arsenal and United don't. United don't.
2: I mean, Arsenal don't have a <laughs> chance. It's just a... I don't think I don't I don't understand why we're discussing this. We should instead of talking about Arsenal in North London derby, we should talk about Pochettino and what he's done to Tom Hotspur. Because, mother of God, that was a statement.
1: Look, man, they're not going to win the league. They have they have a zero percent chance of winning the league. But wow, um, <laughs> they... wait, why? No,
0: it's just like uh, comp- it's a uh, no compliment, compliment. Like uh, you guys aren't gonna do anything, but uh, you guys are doing good. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's just real. No, they have is no, a zero percent chance of winning the the league this season. But I saw a graphic oh. that um they have the most points in the last two seasons. Yeah, you know look,
1: the look yeah. it's been and and look at how much money United and City have spent. Quite I think all they bought was what That's that's clown from Netflix. the look.
2: There's a there's a piece in the Guardian uh, about what Pochettino has done using, so Pochettino believes in this theory called uh, energy universal, which is a concept of, you know, faith and good vibes, uh, creating a, a great atmosphere for players. Is it Scientology? It's all, no, no, it's, it's just about positive energy. No, <laughs> it's just basically positive energy and why, he, so he does certain things, like he doesn't name team sheets when he believes his players are in rest and recovery mode, because he believes that adds to their stress levels, and he wants them to be relaxed. Um, he so a really good point of contrast is in i believe on his very first game one of his first games as a uh, spurs manager he was it was uh the 18-man squad beat aston villa 2-1 um of the 18-man squad that beat aston villa 2-1 only eight players are now in, in still playing for spurs which is an incredible turnaround based on what three years how he's done um he, you know, his whole philosophy of young players really keen to take on these ideas and you know I think what the rumor right now is that Carl Walker is going to leave I don't think mm-hmm. that's a problem I don't think that's a problem for Spurs right now because Kevin Trippier looks okay I think they could probably pick someone else from their uh, academy as well like there's a there's a real root and branch revolution that's going on do they
0: Boston. still have do they still own the the American dude what's his name Yedlin do they still own him I or, believe or
2: so. at Newcastle at the moment.
0: Um, yeah, so maybe that's an option. Like
2: the the revolution they've they done is is. Um, and it, it I just hope, you know, I really hope Wembley doesn't fall as a some stumbling block. But even so, I don't even think.
0: Have, of have what. hasn't it been proven that it is that possibly. they didn't win a game there in the Champions League? I believe they didn't win one there in the Europa League. Right, no. they lost. And then they've lost to Chelsea. So they can't play at Wembley. <laughs> I mean, I mean, their whole next, the, all, well, obviously next year they're going to get used to like, we go there for our home games. We'll get used to the dimensions, the pitch, yeah, next, sight lines, whatever.
2: Year you get, get but, and also you've got to bear in mind, the the, the the level of opposition they've played in their Wembley matches has been quite high. Bayern Leverkusen is a superb side. Monaco is a superb side. Um,
1: but they've been particularly crap, though. As Wembley, oh, that's
2: the but it's not, it's not they've been bad. It's they've been they've been maybe twenty percent off the pace. But you also got to bear in mind a lot of teams they go up a gear when they get to play at Wembley because Wembley is a historic ground. You know, if you if you're if you're Mbappe and you've been playing in front of sixteen thousand people in Monaco, and then oh, here's your very first game in the Champions League. You're going to play in front of ninety thousand in like the home of English
0: football. Won't change translate? You know, Doak, won't that translate it, to, to Burnley? Won't that translate to... This will be the interesting one. ...and hope Albion that this is our chance to go to Wembley, even if it is Tottenham. Look, this my, is our to play Day in the Day National Day Day Day. Stadium Bay that we're Day. never going to play there before.
2: I believe you're going to Wembley the season after uh, Tottenham's are done renting it. So that would be an interesting thing.
0: Chelsea don't need to worry about, like, we're, we're good there. <laughs> 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 we're good. Job, Job was good there. <laughs> fair. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just don't know what to make. I, I I think Tottenham need one dynamic player. Just that's to- it, one fully world class player. Add, they
1: then they win the league. Add,
0: add someone like Bale, and they win the league, you know. Or, or yeah. just, do- so, but but, so but just trying- do, you, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? They don't have enough money, I don't think, to buy a player like that just outright. Just spend eighty million on a generational club-changing talent. And, mm. but, but like, let's say, what's the name? Like Dembele from Dortmund or Mbappe from Monaco or yeah. who's just like Gabriel. Like Man City found him before he blew up. Like mm. M- M- Monaco made Mbappe. Dortmund bought Dembele from, I think, Wren.
2: Spurs were in for Dembele. Dembele cho- chose to go for Dortmund because he believed Dortmund's the better. Producer of uh, talent, which is one thing that Spurs will get in two or three years. If Pochettino stays and they keep on this run, and Spurs becomes uh, a home for young talent, which I think it is already. For a comparison in North London derby, look how good Wanyama looked in the central midfield position compared to how misshapen and out of it Xhaka looked. And Xhaka cost three times more than Wanyama. Sure, like mm-hmm. uh, this is this is it. Like as as like what Pochettino's done to Tom Hotspur is the sort of revolution that comes maybe once in a generation. I really hope they win uh, like a league cup or something so it doesn't become a thing that they haven't won a title. Because I think a strong Tom Wadsworth is just good for English football. It came out like two or three years ago that wage structure, wage bill is a really good indicator of where you should finish in a league. Very often the team with the highest wage bill finishes first because they can afford to pay for the best best players and such and such. So this came out when, this was when Brendan Rodgers had his, The season after his title challenge with Liverpool, Brandon Rodgers was basically like, look, Liverpool have the seventh highest wage bill in the league and and we're seventh in the league. We are exactly where we should be. You should, you know, relax a little bit. And Tom Osborne have a very unique wage structure where they pay their best players. Not that much. Harry Kane's their top earner. I think he's on 110 grand a week. So at any point in time, if it was not for English tribalism, a city or a Man United can just come and take the bigger players from Tom Oxford which is one reason why, you know, a big talent, a big young talent necessarily might choose to not go to Spurs because, you know, you can go, all right, come to us and we'll play you the same amount of minutes. You've got Pep Guardiola. And yeah, you're not living in London, but we'll pay you 40 grand more a week.
0: So so, um, so basically there's no way that they can usurp the teams with more money.
2: They're, they're not. They're like. But the thing is, Spurs have the fifth highest wage bill. They have no right being second in the league right now, but they are because Pochettino has instilled this spectacular sense of a, teamwork, and understanding the Spurs players.
0: Does your same logic apply to managers, though? In that, if Spurs' highest paid player is Harry Kane on 110, then surely that means Pochettino is where in the managerial hierarchy of being paid maybe top 10, right? So what happens if he's doing magic with Spurs
2: mm-hmm. and
0: Barcelona have a vacancy this summer? Surely what he's on the shortlist.
1: He's an Espanol boy. And because he's an Espanol boy, he can't coach Barcelona based on his allegiance with Espanol.
2: So. He said that, yes. He, he's already said that already. But I think the interesting thing that happened this season is that when PSG sacks Unai Winay- Emery, Pachino's going to shoot us.
1: <laughs> and for me, for, for Pachino, that'll be a, the worst thing Pochettino can do is leave this project. It's, what? it's high.
2: If
0: somebody's willing story. to double my salary and give me world-class players in a league where I know I can win it, how is that stupid to leave?
1: Um, uh, because winning League On means nothing. <laughs> like like it does nothing for your CVs. Like, oh yeah, you won League On with PSG. Oh, cool, nice one. It means nothing.
2: <laughs>
0: winning the money means, means something or something with with, with Tottenham. The money means something. Fun. and maybe that's just my cynical nature that I, I'd like a pay raise, but I feel like if, if PSG come to you and you finish second in the Premier League twice, you've kind of maximized what you can do at Spurs. Well, no, so, no, not twice.
1: They, they they finished third last season, by the way.
0: Ah, sorry. Yeah, they finished. But well, they should have finished twice. Well, you could argue they could have. They should have won it last year if Leicester was their competition. Yeah, this sure. year, it's a better excuse with Chelsea. But how much better can it get than now? It can't. No, no can it, it?
1: it depends. It depends on on, on how much cake they gets given.
0: If he gets given him enough cake, then let's let's dance. I'm getting my money. I'm going to PSG. I'm going to China. I'm going to America. Anywhere where there's more money, that's where I'm going. Well, they there have it. They have it. Um, I, wait, what's I, don't, like I, don't, I don't maybe that kind of energy. What, what did you say, Carl? Energy universal. Energy universal. Maybe he has some kind of affinity with these players or what have you. But he was very cynical in the way he left Southampton, wasn't he? So so what's to say he's not just gonna kind of look up? From, from Tottenham, the same way he did at Saints. Ooh, we shall see next season. Chelsea, Everton.
1: Yeah, look, on. I mean, look, Chelsea l- lubricated Everton. I mean, what's more is that to say? Pedro's goal. They didn't, they didn't just wrap this. Basically, we're just waiting for mathematics. Uh, so we're just waiting for People keep mathematics.
0: telling me this that, that the title's over. <laughs> it's over, Danny. You guys Give keep it, telling man. me this. People in my mentions keep telling me, Daniel, it's over. Stop worrying it's... about this. The title's done. Been wrapped up for oh, weeks. Look, 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 look. All I'll say is this. But can you explain why yes, when Tottenham if, beat West Ham United on Friday, you know, no, no,
1: no, no, or whenever it, it is, if Tottenham beat West Ham on Friday, that means Chelsea go into Middlesbrough knowing that Tottenham only eight points behind. That just makes things exciting. No, it, so it makes exciting. it
0: dangerous, is what it makes it. <laughs> One point. Oh, you, no, no, no. guys, for much, You guys have been saying, Oh, the title's done. It, 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 and it's it, gone it, it from ten it. points to seven points to four points. Now it's gonna be one point. How is it done <laughs> if the gap keeps closing?
1: No,
0: no, no. A, oh. No, no, no. It can't be over. Stop telling me we have points that we don't have. <laughs> He's right. He's it's, I have I've seen this story before. In in 2013-14, there were four games left. We lost to Sunderland at home, breaking Jose's um, Stanford Bridge unbeaten streak. So that's three points dropped. Then we went to Norwich and drew nil-nil, dropped two points. That's five points dropped in the last four games. Guess how many points we lost the league by? Five. One. (laughs) We lost the league by five points. If we win those two games, we win the league. So I've seen this before with four games left, where if we win the rest of our games, oh, you guys got this. No, we don't. Stop telling me this stuff. (laughs) Uh oh, so you're annoying. like all the and, and maybe I'm so inside the bubble I can't see outside, like can't see the forest for the trees or whatever. So people outside have a better clarity of what's going on. So I stress about everything. But I don't like this where it's 10, <laughs> 7, 4, 1. And it, and it's, it's this is
1: Danny trust no Danny, just trust me. Stop, when I don't I don't
0: want it. To trust you, man. I want points.
1: No, Danny, look, I don't, I don't, I don't... I don't care what you say.
0: Everybody keeps telling me this.
1: Chelsea are Premier League champions. We're only waiting for mathematics. All we're waiting for is mathematics. It's, it's I
0: Tottenham can't to win the league. I'm sorry. Listen, no, no. no you guys are like, don't worry yeah, about it. And, and you, you guys are like, don't worry about it until it happens. But no, what okay, if it's happening right
1: now? Chelsea, they're going to beat Melbourne. Tottenham are not going to beat you, you're United at home. That's not happening. That's probably going to be a, a draw. So the draw point's there.
0: We said that about Arsenal. That's Arsenal.
1: Come on. You United have not lost in what twenty something games.
0: <laughs> that will be the game they lose. I guarantee it. I guarantee you, Jose goes there with the under 12s <laughs> We we have to think about Celta <laughs> Vigo. Actually, no. Actually, no. Actually, no. More anyway. I know actually just
1: He, may, he may try and troll Chelsea. Exactly. Um, with with, with, with this like, is what you get
0: for sacking me. I'm gonna play the kids, like actual kids. Uh, I'm nervous, but then the, in the back of my mind, I kind of still believe you guys. But I just don't want to believe it yet. I've seen worse things happen than this. Uh, we can do... Uh, you want to do Champions League? Yeah,
1: man. I mean, look, man. It's, it's uh, Champions League week. Um, Real Madrid are going to defend their, their, their t- title. Juventus Monaco is the most interesting game. I don't see Abel's beating Real over two, two, two legs. And, yeah, Real defend their title, and Buffon probably loses this walking away in tears, which would be very emotionally disturbing
2: for me, personally. You know, this is knockout football. Anything can happen in knockout football. Um, what is our other Champions League picks?
0: Uh, Monaco, Juventus. I'm, I'm feeling a 1-1. I can see that. I, yeah, I can see that. I can see I can <laughs> see
2: uh, Mbappe making Benucci look a bit silly.
1: I'm, I'm worried about what Mbappe could do. But I think Juventus should have this for Mbappe. I, I think he's going to have an effect in both, both legs.
2: Monaco's fullbacks are so good, and their crossing abilities, really. They're really good fullbacks. And how they do it, their, their, their crossing ability is really good. Like they don't do low crosses; they do proper, proper back post stuff, which really allows their team to open up.
0: All right. So, have hope. Your prediction for Atletico Real Madrid is. Oh no, no, I'm still, I'm still thinking because I'm not, I'm not even done
1: mine. I'm pretty much. thinking.
0: So, <laughs> Carl. You got anything? Your prediction for what you? I'm gonna to go. Point? I'm
2: gonna go against type. I'm gonna say one 0 Atletico Madrid.
1: Oh, no, no, Carly can't do that. No. I know Real Madrid are going to win. I'm not sure whether it's going to be one zero or two one to Real Madrid. Maybe two one to Real Madrid, but again, like Atletico. Wait, Carl, it's at the Benfica. Yeah,
2: that's why like, so I
0: said
2: it's, sure. it's against type. I feel, I, mean, I feel lucky. I
0: mean, I'm thinking a two two
2: for. Atletico. Ooh, high scoring draw.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm thinking two two or two one, but I like the two two scoreline better. And then one one for uh, Atletico. One one for I, Monaco. I'm saying,
2: one no Atletico, and make it a one-one. UVA Monaco.
0: Ah, so we agree. So heroes and villains yeah, of the man. week, new segment that we're going to try. If you guys have any heroes or villains of the week, tweet them at the tweet them to us using the uh, Talking Tactics hashtag. My hero of the week is Marcelo. Thief. Was- I was going to choose that thief. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a one-one draw at one point in that game, and later on, Marcelo, who crossed it, was it Maratta potentially? On one side of the box, the ball somehow finds Marcelo and uh, gets a goal. And uh, so they kept level with uh, Barcelona. I thought that was a big moment.
2: Uh, my hero is Pochettino for reasons I've explained earlier today. I think it's, it's just good for English football, what he's doing. And uh, long may it continue. My villain? Mourinho. Yeah, my villain is Mourinho for reasons. <laughs> oh, as previously oh, wow. <laughs> was
0: what a surprise.
2: In this what podcast. A surprise. Uh, so... Yeah,
1: there we are. All right, um, my can actually, okay, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to do i I'm going to do my hero of the week, my villain of the week, and a special mention. My hero of the week, okay, is Mario Balotelli for being Mario Balotelli, scoring and passing <laughs> off PSG. My villain of the week is Arsenal Football Club. Uh, <laughs> so, me, idiot, because. On my sports show, they played a tape of me saying that Arsenal would win in the previous segment. Oh, no. and then I had to go off the back of that and, and explain why I look like such a complete moron. So that's Arsenal. So, somebody
0: frames you on television using your yep. words against you.
1: Yep. And my special <laughs> mention, my special mention is Mor- is M- Mourinho. And the reason why my special mention is Mourinho because I feel that I think special
0: mention as a hero or special mention as a villain. As as a hero,
1: as a hero. Um, And the reason for that is that I think people need to sort of get off the the guy's back. He's doing his best. (laughs) And I think that people need to actually appreciate what he's done for for football. Because, again, let's just face the facts. He's the most interesting, exciting thing in football right now. If you remove him, what do you have to talk talk, talk about? Everybody needs the bad guy. Everybody needs that, 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 that dude. So people slandering him, saying stuff about him... You're only making yourselves your look, look bad. So there we go. that's my special mention.
2: <laughs> your special mention is just a big slew of me. Fair enough.
0: Uh, questions of the week. <laughs> I can't believe he's an, an honorable he's... mention hero. Yep. <laughs> making up rules.
2: Uh, uh, it's a new section. You can make up rules as we go along.
0: Uh, this is from Packed Mouse. Which English club will go furthest in the Champions League next season? Um, if... So if, this, if, is, if it's this is, this is well, kind of a top man, four man, segment all over again. But if 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 we use the current top four, all right, which is Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool, and Manchester City, which one of those goes furthest? Manchester
1: City, if they they buy well this summer,
0: you
2: think? Yeah, that's that's a strong assessment. Gundogan gets his knees back, and they buy what, and they you know replenish at fullback. I think Manchester would be very hard to beat. Also, if they get a favourable withdrawal, because obviously depending on which Manchester City fan you talk to? You way fans it in for them. But I'm I'm gonna um I'm really interested to see what happens with Chelsea in the Champions League next season. Yeah, I'm really, really, really interested to
1: see. I, what don't, happens. I don't I don't know how well that uh, back three will cope against uh, the that,
2: continental.
0: That back three isn't going to be the back three next season. At least it better not be. Oh yeah, do no, you think
1: that he wants to get Kulibali?
0: I've I've heard Kulibali. Oh, really? I've heard Rudiger from Roma. Um, you want you, to get
1: Kudibale, man. Rodriguez. have
0: Chris Tendison coming back from Borussia Mönchengladbach. Then there's Ake Zuma, who are already there. Kenneth Omeruo isn't in the question here. So. Hush, 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 hush. he's your boy, is he?
2: Yep. I'm going to vote go Chelsea. I think they're going to get go further in the Champions League. I think they're probably going to. This ball. So I don't see any English team getting past the quarterfinals again.
0: I can see Chelsea in the semi. Ah, wait a minute. Costa is not right. going to be there. Hazard well, potentially could so, leave so, in the so summer. So
2: definitely to China then. Yeah. I feel it's a costly. I feel it's a Time is done.
0: I'm forgetting the name of the club in China, but it's like an 85 billion deal that's been done since January that just Chelsea Damn. didn't pull the trigger on. They just told them just wait till the summer. I I feel Chelsea could make a semi. I don't I don't know about City. Again, it depends on their summer recruitment, doesn't it? Wouldn't be surprised if they picked up Mendy from Monaco.
2: Same. I, really, I really think that's that's going to happen. Mendy or Kyle Walker. I think Kyle Walker's coming.
0: That was from Pac Mouse. Thank you, Pac Mouse. This is from Sam Bradley at Fly To Me Review. If Diego Simeone does come to the Premier League, which club would he manage? Arsenal. It'd be mm. nice. It'd be it'd be
2: fantastic to watch.
1: Will those players understand his his tactics? I don't think they would, man.
0: No, I'm just saying that's that's the only club that would have a vacancy that would be his yeah. level, wouldn't it?
1: No, that team. I mean. Oh, no, let's just say, let's just for, forget about the, the vacancies, which is the best fit for him. I don't know. Spurs. Maybe Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea, I, Chelsea are the only yeah. like
0: team in the top six who were comfortable playing like defensive attacking football, aren't they?
2: Spurs. Spurs mm. is the best fit for him because uh, Pochettino and Simeone both learn off uh, the former Marseille manager, whose name currently he's also the guy that taught Pep Guardiola stuff. Um, who was the Marseille manager last season? Bielsa? Yes, Bielsa, the, the progenitor of the three-three-one-three. Three, three. Yeah, they all follow his um, methods. I don't think Simeone's coming to England. I still, I'm very firmly of the belief that Simeone will eventually become Argentina manager, and that's what he's waiting for—the right time to become Argentina manager. But if he does come to England, he'd be, I, he's probably best fit is Arsenal. And to that end, I think it'd be great. It'd be really interesting to see what he does with. You know, I think players that are underperforming in Arsenal that could be improved by a brand new manager. Bellerin, Mustafi, Oxley Chamberlain, uh, Sanchez, Ozil, Ramsey.
0: Their whole team, you mean? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they're just going
1: to stay at the academy as well. Yeah, well, there you are.
0: So thank you, Sarah, for the question. Um, this is from Fab Pacino. Is Messi one of the best goal scorers, playmakers, and dribblers ever? And is he the only player to do that? Yes, no. All right, so is he one of the best goal scorers ever? Yes. Is he one of the best yes. playmakers ever? Yes. Is he one of the best yes. dribblers ever? Yes. Yes. Is he, and is he the only player to do that? No. Only player to do that? No. Nah. Goal scorers, no, playmakers, dribblers. Do we have any suggestions we could give? Playmakers, dribblers,
2: Maradona, <laughs>
0: um, Ronaldo.
2: Yeah, original Ronaldo, current Ronaldo. Um, Eden Hazard is quite good. Uh, I'm not gonna say he's greatest of all time, but he's an as he's good in all of those three things. Be gone. Uh like Frank Ribery is good at all those things. Messi is one of the best out of all time at it, but also that skill set is quite common in football. So
0: So shout out Fapetino for the question.
2: And shout out to the fact that you answer you send in questions every week. Thank you.
0: Uh, this is from Miguel at Bobby C H 68, 55, 92, 33. What are your opinions on Robbie doing a video with The Sun? So if anybody hasn't seen it on Arsenal Fan TV, um, there was a video that they did about kind of superstitions that they have before watching Arsenal games, and it was sponsored by The Sun. And the Ooh. comment section was pretty uh, vitriolic towards Arsenal Fan TV and Robbie in particular. Um, and we've had discussions, I think, two episodes ago about The Sun and they're yeah. kind of st- strategic writings, shall we say. And Carl had a pretty good comment on that. So what do you think about this? And maybe we could also talk about Robbie being racially abused, being called a um, slack runt. Oh, <laughs> yes. Brilliant. Um,
2: Brilliant.
0: It's in conjunction also with, apparently there were monkey chants that were happening at the San Siro.
2: Yes. Um, I have
0: also, Salimuntari was subjected to racial abuse, and when he reported it to the referee, the referee booked him, which is and, then he, and, then, he, and then he walked off. Let, let me pull up what his manager said because it was an interesting quote. Um, the Pescara coach Zenek Zeman said he sympathized, oh, with Montari, but said the player should not have walked off. His quote is Montari has abandoned the pitch because of racist chants, but we should not take justice into our own hands. We have been talking about racism for years now, but nothing happens. Today, this has happened to Montari, who has been playing in Italy for several years now. We need a change of mentality. When he says, we we need- well, "When he says we shouldn't take justice into our own hands," so I'm just supposed to stand there and receive abuse?
1: Do you know what it is? It's, it's very simple. The fact of the matter is that UEFA don't care about the problem. If they cared about the the problem, anytime there's any racial chance, your team gets dropped three points. Because if you fine a team a 1,000 euros, that's like about 10 euros or something to a team. That's nothing. But if you now dock them points, so therefore you're actually threatening a team's league position, that means those fans Mm. that are actually not doing any of this stuff, they, they will start saying, hey, you're messing up our club right now because every time you start do, doing the, the, this stuff and it's reported, we keep getting docked points. and if that happens, then things will, will change because for those racist fans, do you do you, 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 you want to keep losing points again and against so them? Those players will say, "My gosh, what Boston are balls here and we're just <laughs> losing points all the time because idiots hey, keep on doing this racist chance. So that's what should happen
0: if you ever really cared But the fact that they don't care i like the idea but won't that that translate into less black players being signed unfortunately probably because having a black player would then be a liability
1: then yeah then that opens up for discussion then because if that happens because then then you have the the conversation of wait a minute we know that there's a lot of black players out there but how come there's this particular thing that only has white players
0: that happened if you remember in russia the Zenit st petersburg which mm-hmm. Zenit Saint yes. Peter- like if, if you were like which russian city is probably the most inclusive and outgoing i'm sure people would probably say st petersburg mm. the the fan group in st petersburg was like look don't sign any black players we don't want black players at our club and like like your best players hulk like what are you guys talking about at that time but it was just one of those things where if, if the club doesn't sign black players I'm not sure, how does that help with racial tension? The the, the only way, in in theory, you would say, to get over the kind of racism is having more black players and having them be accepted as the members of the community, et cetera, et cetera, to not sign any black players because having a black player in your team could potentially lose you three points. It's kind of just like giving in to racism. No, 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 no. But remember,
1: though, are you saying that there's going to be a scenario where there are no black players at all in an entire league? The fact of the matter is that there are fans who will be targeting the opposition team's black players. So as long as that's there any black players whatsoever, the racism thing will not be an issue. Your points only will actually have any kind of validity. If I'm saying that's what they probably no black want,
0: is H. That's what they want
1: is no black players. Then <laughs> if that happens, then you actually have a, a bigger conversation because even if I have no black players. They say, wait a minute, the amount of black players that are good around there, support, so, there's an actual league, a top league that has no black players. Then that's how that then that brings a big conversation because then you now get down to the matter that why are there no black players because you don't want to have to deal with the repercussions of having to have your points being docked. Then that opens up the racial discussion even more.
0: We already know it's racist though, like, nobody is anybody surprised? That if there's Italian people in the stands being racist, is anybody surprised in Russia mm-hmm, I think that there's the, a fan group that doesn't want black players? This isn't but but
1: that it's, it's, it's not been fully
0: widespread or talked
1: about because people just have the slap on the wrist. Yes, a few thousand pounds done and that's it and it just gets swapped on, 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 under the rock. If you have a real punishment that really actually harms the club, which is being docked points, that's when you actually have a conversation. You you don't even have a conversation because guys say, hey, we've already punished them. What's there to talk talk about? That's fine. And the club say, oh, well, look, we've been punished. We had a little slap on the wrist. There we go. But by docking points, that's when you have a
2: real conversation.
0: What about the the empty stadium games? You guys believe in those?
2: Nah, that's... Uh, I've not really seen as a real punishment. Because, you know, with TV, with so many games being televised, it's not really a punishment. Montari was right to walk off. The manager saying he should not have taken Justin's own hands has no experience like Look, if you're not black, you not you
1: don't know what it's like. So him saying that, like, look, mates, you you're not in that position. So of course, Montaria was right. There was one time I think it's um I think this guy I think Olisa Debe like a Nigerian player playing in in Greece. Every time he touched the ball, there was literally like an army of bananas all thrown towards at, at, at him, and he kept on playing.
2: It's, look it's at your it's at your discretion if you want to keep playing if you're the victim of racism money let me finish if you are a player i'm gonna really widen this out and say of minority status so if you are a, a a player who is the victim of abuse based on your minority status so this this also applies to or sexuality or whatnot and at any point in the time of the game you decide actually this is not worth it and I want to go off you can go off if you decide I'm gonna keep playing, you should be up, you should be allowed to keep playing. But I think it's very much at the discretion of the player. And they probably should have, you know, we should have more frank discussions. Uh, yeah, it's great that like, you know you are paid to do a job, but also you are paid to be, you know, most people agree that you should be able to go about your work without being the victim of verbal abuse. So to ask someone to continue doing their job when people when they are the repeated target of verbal abuse is a uh, I'm going to say slightly unfair, regardless of how much money that man gets paid. Danny's doing a two-second rule. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, the only time I watch football matches them are, are with Nigerians. Watching football with regular football, like, some of the stuff I've heard from, from, from fans is, frankly, just some of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. So the only times where it's really fun going to watch football matches are, like, really for World Cups, international matches, or with Nigerians. As far as just watching it with, like, let's say, with West Ham fans, Millwall fans, some sections of the Chelsea fans, I mean.
0: All right, all right so to that point, just kind of going back where we started, I, I, and this is just a question that I uh, asked in the WhatsApp, but have either of you been to a Tottenham game?
2: Yes. I've been to a Tottenham game and heard some disgusting anti-Semitic chants.
0: Mm, so, like, it, it is that bad then?
2: Oh, there, 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 are part, there are sections of all fan bases that like to, to shout disgusting things. I like to believe because I've paid this amount of money, I'm allowed to say what I want. So uh, I've been to games at Brighton and heard some particularly disgusting homophobic things. And uh, obviously, you're supposed to tell stewards when you can hear it. And stewards are supposed to report and tell these people to stop doing it. But it's one of those, oh, well, you know, it's quite hard to manage. So it's just not worth our time. So you just got to like get on with it which is not good enough,
0: frankly. All right, so Carl, we've had this discussion before on previous podcasts. I can't remember the exact phrasing of this question, but how how do you feel about people who, like, you have a racist Tottenham supporter, okay, that would call a black stranger a black, right, and I will bleep that out. But then he'll go into a stadium and celebrate Wanyama, celebrate Dembele, Celebrate Rose, celebrate Walker. Um, Michelle Vorm's on the team. Yep. Delhi Alley's on the team. Sun's on the team. Just if we want to make this about just minorities instead of just black people. Yep. How do you figure people create that cognitive dissonance in their minds where they can? Racism isn't smart.
1: They're like cattle. They are, they are working for your club. You still view them as monkeys, gorillas, and everything, but they're just pieces of they're just animals who are basically walking for your club for the betterment of your club.
0: I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it's that cut and dry. Because it's not that simple.
2: Like let's yeah, like, no that's it, no, it, no, because no. it's um, not that simple. I know I know for a fact that I have played sport on sports teams with players that are racist. They have there are members I've been on sports teams where I know members are have voted for the British National Party in the United Kingdom. I know there are members. I've been on sports teams where members of that sports team have vote, have been to uh, EDL rallies. Like I know that. That, what is, is, that what, is. What practical. is EDL for
0: someone who has it's no English, idea?
2: It's the EDL is the English Defence League, which is a splinter group from the British National Party.
0: Is that is that that um? What's this guy's name? Tommy something? Yeah. Yeah. All right, I, I got you.
2: I've played sport with people that believe these things, but we always have to racism isn't logical. It's a it's an illogical. malicious disease that hangs around like cholera and water. Um, and you know I've played I've played sports and been told stuff by other players like, oh mate, I don't normally like them lot, but you're all right because you're you're on my side.
1: (laughs) 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 What does that be like? But look, I'm not racist here, but you know it's these blacks, you know. Yo, yo, um,
0: yo. whenever somebody says I'm not blank, but ninety-nine (laughs) percent every the next thing that comes out of their mouth is gonna be sexist, racist. Homophobe. Like, I'm not blank, but you're going to say something that's blank-ism. Yeah. Uh, and look, football,
2: football should do more to, to combat this. What you always have to understand is also the, the various football associations and governing bodies are populated by the sort of old white men that have never experienced this. Mm. What really, really, Montari says the Italian fans were being, were being racist to me. He's going to report to a probably white Italian manager uh, then to the probably white italian chairman and then to the white italian members of the FA board. And and, and the right. white Italian of the FA board
1: is actually a racist <laughs> who's actually done <laughs> this <laughs> thing. So <laughs> <But> he is <laughs> so so the very guy you report who's at the very end who, who was actually done for saying racist things I think about Palotelli Was it
2: yeah, so uh, uh, at what point did yeah. your chain of was- command? Is there are you likely to encounter someone that understands what's going on because you also got to bear in mind you have this? What, what you also have is this. Uh, we're talking about racism in a wider spectrum as well. Like, very often, when this sort of stuff happens in school or in work, it will happen with like one. I'm, I'm going to use black, I'm just going to, I'm going to use my personal experience here because in my personal experience, if I go to someone and I, if I'm at school and I go to a teacher, hey, that person was being racist. You'd be surprised how many white teachers be like, oh, but Toby or Femi didn't have a problem with it. Why, why do you have a problem with it? Mm. Which is that problem where where like, so there's that historic photo of John Barnes playing for Liverpool and there's a banana on the pitch and he just backheels it off. And like now it's like considered to be like a, a really iconic photograph of how John Barnes shrunk off football racism in the dark days of the 80s and got on with it. And people are like, oh yeah. But you'd be surprised how many idiots go, why can't you be more like John Barnes? Because racism, like I said before, racism doesn't work in a sane, logical way. It's, it's confounding and insidious and it, like chokes the air because it, that's how it works. If racism had a logical set of rules, racism would be over by now, but it doesn't. Because
0: it just, it always, racism like, racism like, like, if you yeah. want to go back to, if you guys remember the, the, the Paris train incident, right? Yeah. You, you, they would, they would they have let, let a G. break H. out. We're, right?
2: racist, we're racist and that's the way we like it.
0: And it, it well, boggles yeah. my mind because if that was Drogba who wanted to get on the plane, or train rather, they would have welcomed him with open arms. I yeah. guarantee it. They would have asked for his yeah. autograph. They would have, you know, if it was Willian, if it was Ramirez at the time, if it was Michael Essien. Wait, wait, wait. wait There's but then, no way wait, they, they, they would would've would've have done, done that to him. Nothing, but because man. it was some random black guy, like, we're racist, for well, racist. That's the way we like it. So it's that dissonance in people's head where you can kind of, it, it, it's, it's like you take ownership of them because they're in your shirt. So yeah. you're, you're you're okay. But anybody else, them, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, there was that season, so the season where John Terry called Anton Ferdinand an effing black C-word and Chelsea fans went, that's not racist. That's not, there was a subsection of Chelsea fans went, that's not racist. You know and, then within, oh, and then within the same season, Mark Klattenberg said, you're having a monkeys." to... Mikel. To Mikel. And then a subsection of Chelsea fans went, that's unacceptable. That's absolutely racist. That's... When I, it happened within a month period, a month-long period. And you went, wait, so do you hate racism or not? You don't understand. Because what you have to understand is that a lot of racism works that, you know, a lot of racism is based on the foundation that, you know, you own certain minorities. So therefore, if a minority is seen to be in a lower status than you, it's okay. It's acceptable. You don't mind having black people serve you food as long as they're not dating your daughter, you know?
0: What, what, what really used to piss me off about that is John Terry called Anton Ferdinand's black, right? And then yep. Ashley Cole defended John Terry. And it was a case of people were <clears throat> posting pictures with like, drug but would score a goal. So then John Terry was hugging DDA Drogba. Obviously he's not racist. Yeah. He's had jo- Drogba's on his team or Ashley Cole defended him or whatnot. I'm like, you can like racist people can have people in their lives who are black, but still be racist. Like yeah. I, I'll take it. Even in this context, you can have a, a white person who has frequent sex with a black person who can still be racist. Yep. Yeah. Like just just because you know or are f- or have relationships with someone of another doesn't mean you can't be racist. Yeah. so so to use John Terry's relationship with Ashley Cole as a defense for him is it's, it's yeah. like, oh, you you, you you almost get a reprieve for being racist because I have my one black friend. Like, get the f- out of here with that, sh- and that's why I've never really liked John Terry. And it goes past that. Also, <laughs> I was gonna bring up the video. <laughs> did you guys see the video? <laughs> oh god! Ah, it it was, it was like a hashtag. It was like John Terry's mom. <laughs> oh, no, but
1: it's not, it's not actually his mom. Actually, I haven't seen the video. That's just messed up. It's not
0: his, his mom. It's, I didn't click sorry. it. I didn't click it out of respect, but, for, it, but you it, know, his mom or whatever. But it, I did it, get confirmation it, 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 it in it the monster. group chat that uh, somebody who looked like John Terry's mom was out here sucking. So I mean, it just I've always been confused by that. And, yeah. you know, I asked because your hero of the week was Balotelli double H. And I was like, mm. he, he scored, I think, 16 goals this season or 14 goals somewhere in there for Nice. And he's missed. I know I know he missed some time through injury and some time through suspension. So he's having a really good season with Nice. Mm-hmm. And if he has another good season, I, I know he's a free agent this summer, so maybe he goes to a team and has another good year, he'll be back in the World Cup, or at least he should be. He's one of Italy's three best strikers on paper. He'll be in the runnings for sure. Yeah, and then he, how does Mario Balotelli play out at a Russian World Cup? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just
0: like, how's this going to go?
2: I made a conscious effort to go out to watch the Euros in 2016 in France because it's pretty much the last safe World Cup for me to go to for a while. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, there's no way, I, I, can't, like, I don't think any, any of us three would be, would feel entirely comfortable at Russian World Cup. I think uh, for political reasons, and also for just general, I, quite, I know how I act when I'm inebriated. I don't think I'd be particularly safe or above the law, or I don't think I'd be particularly safe at Qatar World Cup. And the euros in 2020 is going to go around Europe. So the 2016 euros was the last one I considered in a safe territory. And I don't know if that says something about my fear or if that says something about the fact that unfortunately there are still parts of the world that have dim views about blackness.
1: Actually, the funny thing though is that if Le Pen, like, let's say wins the French election and the French euros was, let's say, like in two years' time, then France is a safe place to be.
0: We could do these quick. There are two more questions. Um, is three four three the next big thing?
2: Um, it can't be the next big thing because everyone, you know, it, like Spain and it's Barcelona. It's, one thing.
1: it's all cyclical, so it's like it, it's. Everyone is doing it. Just it's just at a time where a few people are doing it at the moment because it sort of works. But soon, guys, will probably go back to four four two in another in another few years.
0: Oh, the last question was from Mohammed. By the way, thanks for the question. Um, hey, we always listen to your show from Barça amigos. Keep up the good work. I got a question for your next podcast. Do you think the LaKeep top fifty manager ranking was correct? And what do you think of the lack of black managers in the rankings? Um I don't know if you guys wanna save this for next week when we can kinda Yeah, get yeah, into because I can
1: have that dissect like, the actual um, list.
0: I feel like this is a, a really good question that should take longer than the two minutes I'd be willing to give it. So yeah. We'll, we'll save this question for next week. Thank you for the question. Um, as always, if you guys have questions, you can tweet them to us. Um, the tweet goes out every Monday, and then you can get your question in the show. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics. You can follow on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can follow us individually. I'm at Daniel Look. Carl's at Anchorman616. And Half Hope is at Half Hope Hut. Anything else? guys or can we get out of here we're going to squawk podcast tomorrow so
2: look out for that as well yeah 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 so nice one man. I'll be on I'll be on multiple podcast this week so enjoy
0: yeah just follow Carl on Twitter I'm sure he'll tweet out those yeah man this I'm is Talking Tactics Podcast we do this every Tuesday sometimes funny sometimes serious always football we'll see you next week peace thank uh, you know it. Podcast Network.